guys. Couple of TV guys, just jawboning. <laughs> Good morning, Sweet World, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. Thursday, January 16th, I'm J.E. Skeets, and alongside me, as always, Tass Mellis. I'm jawboning, I'm bull jiving, I'm learning so many words these last 24 hours. We got the bearded one, Trey Kirby. Ayo! Ayo! The international man of mystery, taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Friends! Mm. Lily, thank you for the booch. And last but not least, making the magic happen is J.D. Hello. There he is, and here we are. Wild ride in this morning for TK and I. Oh, baby. (laughs) (laughs) You want to let the people know or should I? Wow, what a ride in. Well, it started innocently enough, quite literally innocently enough. A train came by where we'd never seen a train before. (laughs) So slow. We were sitting there forever. Yep. Not proud to admit this, but it's a long enough time that I could blast a gram. Yeah. We had our chances. We said, oh, man, we're going to be a little bit late. Skeet sends a message. Don't worry, guys. We're on our way. So we're on our way. Yep. Coming down into Decatur, we see a ball rolling down the ground. Yes, true Just story. Just a child's ball rolling, somehow staying in the bike lane. Yeah. Pretty amazing. It was wild. We're like, look at that. And speaking of rolling, that's what I did through a stop sign. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> Officer Hellstrom was watching closely. Dinged your boy mm. for rolling that stop sign. I can't deny it. I was in the wrong. I was guilty. <laughs> oh, my God. Started innocent. Ended guilty. Trey Kirby's exchange with the officer was so funny. It was just like, yep, I absolutely did. It wasn't like uh, Ross when he got pulled over in Friends, was it, uh, Trey? And, no. Uh, uh, you should have said Officer Handsome. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, he said, uh, did you see the stop sign there? Yeah. <laughs> Didn't quite stop. I was like... Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> like, as yeah, soon as he pulled out, as soon as he turned on the road, I said to Skeets, I'm like, look in, my, look in the glove compartment. I need my insurance. I'm getting pulled over yep. here for sure. Uh, not my first ever ticket for rolling a stop sign. Got to have a little bit more patience. Yes, yes. I love the, when, when he went back, the officer with his ID, I was like, I can't believe you actually, I, I thought you were going to say, yeah, um, I rolled through that stop sign. I was distracted by a colorful ball rolling through. <laughs> I honestly thought you were going to say that because we sort of were at the time. We're like, look at that. And then I don't know if that played a part into you rolling through. Yeah, you totally, rolled through 100%. before, no doubt. But uh, yeah, what a weird, weird drive in. Tough one. Tough one. <laughs> Got to pay the ticket. Hopefully it becomes available during the podcast. I'll be refreshing the City of Decatur website time and time again. Let you guys know once it goes through. I like that task, though, instantly has, like, another website you can go to to, like, reduce the price and get out of the point being deducted. I, I just – that's why Tass is the greatest driver I know. That's he's right. like, even when he gets dinged for tickets, he's like, nope, I'm beating this or I know how to reduce this. No problem. But, uh, no yeah, what a problem, man. If, if only you just told him. I, I, I was just listening to Limp Biscuit. I keep rolling, 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 rolling. <laughs> you should have. Yeah. You should have. All right, guys, follow us on social media, Twitter and Instagram, at No Dunks Inc. You know we're on Facebook at facebook.com slash No Dunks Inc. Well, I guess it's official. We're now on Facebook. And email us your NBA questions and comments to no dunks at theathletic.com. It's a back-to-back jacks type of day here in the No Dunks studio. We got this one, and then we got a fun little uh, sort of mid-season report um, a little twist to that a little bit later today. So, uh, you know, obviously make sure you're subscribed to the No Dunks podcast. We start here, though, on a Thursday with a little true or false, guys. Um, now, look, we're not going to get to every single game. There was a lot of games on last night. A lot was happening. But we'll tackle a few of the games and storylines coming out of it with a little true or false. First one, the Magic edged the Lakers 119-118. 
They snapped LA's nine-game win streak. And Markel Fultz, big reason why. Number one pick of the 2017 draft. Scored 21 points, grabbed 11 boards, dished out 10 assists. He was money down the stretch making things happen. And he caught the attention of one LeBron James who said, it's apparent that Fultz is playing with increased confidence and that he's, quote, happy as hell for him. So my true or false, it's just, it's a light one here, but true or false, like LeBron, you too are happy as hell for Markel Fultz. True. Why not? What a great performance. I mean, most importantly for this is the Magic get a win in Los Angeles. That's one of the toughest places to win all season, and Fultz was instrumental in that. Yeah. He scored some big points. He went at the Lakers. He went inside. If you look in the dictionary for the definition of herky-jerky game, you would see a picture of Markel Fultz. He's, he sort of stops and starts and stammers. You don't know what he's going to do, but he has an ability to sort of just get the ball up and, and knock it in there. But the one really solid play came in that in the first half where he was driving down, LeBron was there defending him, and he just kind of bumped him off and scored the basket. I just thought that was a really yep. good, solid body control. But well, he did that with 30 seconds left. I mean, he just, yeah. he just pushed him out of the way and scored. Yeah, so, I mean, it's great because uh, this is the sort of game where people are going to look and see more than just his performance. Beating the Lakers in Los Angeles. This is not just beating the Phoenix Suns on a Tuesday night when there's 12 games and, hey, Fultz got a triple-double. So this is great for him. Good on him. Good on the Magic getting a big win because they led early. Lakers came back in it. And and you thought, there's no way the Lakers are going to lose this game at home. Uh, But eventually, due to largely because of Fultz, the the Magic won. Yeah, he had the six points. He had four assists in that final quarter. A lot of the assists, I'd like to point out, were just of the, like, here, shoot a three variety. But that's fine. You know, it wasn't him, like, really penetrating and kicking out. It was sort of just passing to a guy that was was hitting a three, but that's fine. But the two difficult layups, yeah, those were big in the final. Oh, is it something like 40 seconds where he spun baseline on the one, and then that other one where you're saying, like, he sort of just, like, he kept dribbling kept and, and he just sort of kept moving around. <laughs> like a stop sign, just kept rolling. Yeah, and uh, and then got it to go over LeBron. And, and if you look at LeBron's around. reaction as well, he, he's kind of like, like I didn't know where he was going to go. I didn't know well, what he was going to do. he sort of, do. like, got oddly screened by his own guy yeah. and another Magic uh, big in there. It was a weird play, but, yeah, credit to uh, Fultz, who he's had a really good season. This is one of the most... You know, underrated, or at least it's the feel-good story of the season. Him again, looking like a, a pretty competent player. And the Magic, no DJ Augustine, no Michael Carter Williams, no Fournier even. Um, you know, at, at a guard position, so he was he was asked to do a lot, and he came through. And it was impressive to see just the confidence to keep driving to the hoop down the stretch in the fourth quarter because. With the free throw troubles Fultz has had in the past, with the troubles he's had with his shot, it's easy to say, I'm not going to try and get fouled. But he was in there mixing it up. Could have easily gone to the line on a couple of those. Uh, so, yeah, uh, you, you look at what the Sixers have been missing, and you think, wow, what if this Markel Fultz would have stayed around? Another guy who can put the ball yeah. on the ground, get to the hoop, create for others? That would probably be helpful yeah. for the Sixers. But shout out to Fultz. I would be a lot more happy for him about a half hour ago, but uh, <laughs> nonetheless, an incredible performance. Good job. Uh, sorry, Dad. Yeah, and I would just say that the Lakers um, need another perimeter defender, I think, ideally. I think they're still looking for Iguodala to come join them just because they'd like another guy to not have to put so much pressure on LeBron defensively. You know, he had to guard the, the team's best perimeter player and was guarding Fultz there. Uh, was guarding whoever he needed to guard, but I think, you know, they're they're still making the calls for Iggy some way, shape, or form. They would love Iggy on the floor in the last minute to come up with big stops. And if Darren Collison is happening, that should be happening somewhat soon. Too. I mean, like he did, Going he, quiet, though. That yeah, no, yeah, and I guess I, now that I think about it, he, you know, the rumors were it was maybe 
more February-ish, uh, late February-ish or something like that. So I like that Fultz was rocking LeBrons, too, doing all of this. <laughs> Mind those, games. Yeah, the Reds, uh, the red Nike LeBrons on his feet, having a, one of the best games of his career. Uh, it's funny that it was his second triple-double, right? Yeah. You know? Because he got that as a rookie, didn't it? The last, uh, I, last game of the season, I think. I think that's yeah. correct, yeah. So this is his second one, but he's, you know, he talked about after the game, he's like going to be framing the jersey that he did. <laughs> and so he was pretty pumped. And again, this is a really good story about back um, season for him. All right, next one, Kyrie Irving is back to speaking his mind freely, saying it's glaring that the Brooklyn Nets have more work to do for their roster to reach that level necessary for championship contention. Um, Here is Kyrie in his own words after the game. It's glaring in terms of the pieces that we need in order for us to be at that next level. And I'm going to continue to reiterate it. You know, we're going to do the best with the guys that we have within our locker room now. And, you know, we worry about all the other stuff in terms of moving pieces and everything else as an organization uh, down the line in summer. And, uh, you know, it's just something that we signed up for. We knew what we were coming into in the beginning of the season. Guys were going down left and right for us. You know, GT's out. DJ, um, you know, got hurt tonight. Um, You know, Wilson's just coming back. And then we have complimentary, uh, you know, young guys as well that have done a great job for the last three years. So, Collectively, I feel like we have great pieces, but obviously it's pretty glaring that we need you know one more piece or two more pieces that will complement myself, KD, DJ, GT, Spence, Karrison. You know, we'll see how that evolves. Mm. Kyrie said all of this after finishing with 14 points on six for 21 shooting in the Nets 117-106 loss to the 76ers. Tobias Harris big in that one, so people are freaking out. It's Kyrie Irving. You know, saying stuff about his team midseason here, saying we need pieces, one or two pieces, and how it's glaring that they need to be better. But the true or false question I'm asking you guys, are Kyrie's comments here after that loss last night, are they being overblown? They are being overblown, true or false? Well, I think Kyrie Irving is acting the way he thinks a superstar should act, and he's playing GM. And that's how he thinks he needs to wield his power and show that he is the alpha dog on this team. He's basically saying, yeah, we got to get some guys in, some guys out. He needs to put some of his uh, teammates down in a way, like he did in in his Boston Celtics days. He needs to uh, sort of speak that way because that's how he thinks a a superstar should act. So if if I am Jared Allen or Torian Prince or Joe Harris, the guys he didn't mention at the end, I hope that I can get out of my mortgage or I hope that I'm renting in Brooklyn because I I don't think that bodes well for those dudes uh, because superstars do wield that power and that's the way the NBA is and I think he is, you know, taking the, the, or following the footsteps of LeBron in, in that he wants to be the guy who shows that he has all that power and like LeBron did over the front office of Cleveland for years and I think uh, Kyrie's falling in those footsteps and he's falling in the footsteps as well of himself like last year with the Boston Celtics days. I think it's very similar in that he may have not said, hey, those young guys suck the same way he did uh, last year. I'm paraphrasing. Yeah, he said, he but, need, yeah, they need a seasoned vet, right, last year. Yeah, when he was but it's, the a similar, it's a similar type of stuff, especially after a 6-for-21 night, especially after he's only played 14 games for this mm. team. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit weird. surprising in that he doesn't just bide his time and see how the season goes. He just felt the need to say something. But isn't this just Kyrie – sort of sloppily saying yeah we need Kevin Durant can you not look at these comments and just go that's all he's really saying is like that one piece is really KD no he, could, no, he, because... said, he mentions KD as a guy they have I mean obviously they need KD back to be anywhere close to what they're doing but this to me seems more like he's saying once KD gets back we still need something which is probably true Kyrie is probably right about what he's saying but like Tass is saying 
The guy's played three games since he came back. He missed 25 games. Now is not the time. Yeah. You know, that, and that's why I think things are being overblown a little. It's because Kyrie likes to speak his mind, and when he does so, it's usually kind of a weird timing. I, I feel like... It is a weird timing. It's always. this. These comments definitely sound like something maybe after the season, not before the All-Star break when you've been out for a while and your team was all right, right and you're still in a playoff hunt. You know, like, you're, you're right there. Like, it's weird. It is... It's classic weird timing, Kyrie. No doubt about that. Yeah, but that, it's also but. weird how he did call out some of his teammates almost as if, say, like, I like these guys, but I don't want these guys here. I mean, okay, well. Right, so you're saying him omitting, like Tass said, Jared Allen especially, yeah. maybe Joe Harris, whatever, Torian Prince, yeah. Like, so why, you know, look, Jared yeah. Allen is better than DeAndre Jordan. <laughs> for already. sure, for sure. And, and Joe Harris is better than Garrett Temple already. So, but I don't know. I always just, with Kyrie's like, I mean, we like dissect what he said, but I don't know. A part of me just thinks it was classic. Like he was crap. They lost again. They've been bad. You know, either when he wasn't there at the end of the streak there when before he came back, and then even with them, and it's just him saying like, uh, it's, "It's all right. We'll be a different team. We're gonna be a different team because mm. we got KD coming." Well, but it's, it's just like he does Kyrie, it so weird. Kyrie's gonna win you some games. He's gonna lose you some games. I think last night falls into the latter category because he was bad yeah. down the stretch in the fourth quarter there against the good team on the road and he was frustrated but I don't think these comments help I don't think they help the locker room for him to be you know kind of making a division there and, and, and almost saying to the GM Sean Marks okay you know get get us some better players so here here are the guys you can get rid of and get us someone else it's not that easy but he's also you know? saying the last few years yeah you guys were you know overachieved with your young players and now we got to get our good guys in here and make take another step and so yeah he's saying the team will be different but he's also putting down his teammates yeah, I mean, the part that he does say, we didn't include it in that clip, he says, it's glaring that you're missing a big piece here. We all know that. Okay, that's obviously Kevin Durant, but we can't continue to make that excuse. We've got to go out there and compete and continue to lock in and see where we end up. He was garbage, you're right. That, the, the timing of all within the season, right after a game where you were crap, 1-7 in the fourth, and the team's been better without you. Mm. <laughs> okay, like, have they? They have. Well, they're five and nine in games he's played. They're eight and thirteen since the start of December. That was mostly without Kyrie there. Okay, I'm just like they're not yeah. nine and five when he's been playing. Yeah, they're basically the same. I'd say yeah. with Kyrie or without Kyrie. Um, but you know, I, I if just like Boston, when uh, when I, really you know everything started to come down around Kyrie when he said you know the young guys got to play better. He said, we've got comp yesterday, he said, we've got complimentary young guys as well that have done a great job the last three years. Okay. Collectively, I feel like we have great pieces, but it's pretty glaring. We need one more piece or two more pieces that will complement same list of guys, yeah. as, as he mentioned there. Durant, DeAndre Jordan, Garrett Temple, likes the vets, Spencer Dinwiddie, Karis Levert. He's saying, uh, I, I, I think he's just sort of taking, as I said, taking the role of the superstar and what he thinks that embodies. And in today's NBA, it embodies roster changes and I I, uh, I hope for uh, those guys that they can find somewhere else to so play. So you think Kyrie is saying yesterday after that game, hey we need to look to move Jared Allen and Joe Harris and Torian Prince for other guys other pieces. Well, really? He, he's saying he wants a roster with his the he's. I think he's just saying I'm going to be the GM of this team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well that worked out badly for him in Boston. I mean when he, when, he, when he took this sort of a stance of you know me against some of the players it just didn't work out you yeah. look at the way their season ended it was a disaster in Milwaukee and look at the way Boston has been playing so far to this point they seem a lot more together mm-hmm. and, that, and that's the problem with Kyrie I mean Joe Harris is a free agent anyway at the end of this season so he's going to get paid he's a, he's a good player he's a good shooter he's, he's a modern day player 
So maybe Kyrie's got to figure out a way to utilize those guys a little better than he's doing. Maybe Kyrie just needs to stay away from the mics. He just gets himself in trouble. Anytime he starts trying to get deep and talking about his team's construction and where they're headed, yeah. and, you know, like I also just wonder if maybe he's sitting in the locker room. He's asked this question. He's looking around at the guys. What if Joe Harris and Jared Allen are in the shower? That's why they didn't get mentioned. And now we're dissecting who <laughs> he right. wants on the team and who he doesn't want on the team. I think it could be a lot more innocent than it sounded, but the timing of it is bad. Yeah. You've been out for most of the season and you come in and you're trashing some of your players. Doesn't make sense. Yeah, he wasn't looking around though. You can see the clip. He's just looking down. He wasn't looking towards the showers. He's got peripheral vision, man. The guy's got incredible <laughs> handles on the court. You think that doesn't translate to his outer life? Well, he was wearing a hat that was curved. The beak was curved at a 45-degree angle. I don't think he could see right or left. I, I, don't think, I, I don't think Joe Harris showers after the game either. <laughs> He's got that rugged beard. I don't think so. I think it's going to be him and KD at the hierarchy of this team for years. That, that's he's not Kyrie's not going anywhere. Um, but uh, I don't think it does well for the locker room or for their shower experience. <laughs> you know, it's, it's it's not good for the team. But in the at the end of the day, just like when Kyrie Irving was with the Cavs and they quote unquote didn't talk for months, they won a championship, and I think that's that's what you live with with Kyrie. That's just the give and take. The wait, guys, is almost over. Zion Williamson is expected to make his season debut January 22nd against the Spurs. Executive Vice President David Griffin told reporters yesterday, Griff said Williamson will not be on a minutes restriction when he returns. True or false, Pelicans can still make the playoffs. Definitely true. Will they? Probably not. But they definitely could. If Zion comes back and, you know, Griff is saying that he looks even better than he did during the preseason, which could be scary. If he comes back, uh, we've seen teams get hot before. I remember when Nikola Mirotic came back for the Bulls. They were a terrible team. They won eight straight games just because they added a talented player who hadn't had a scouting report yet that season. That's That's an advantage, no doubt. For the Pelicans, then you look at a team like the Grizzlies this year. They just won six straight games. Suddenly, they're in the playoff mix. Mm -hmm. If that happens for the Pelicans, they win five or six straight. They're right there in the mix, and then who knows what happens during the last couple of weeks of the season. The Pelicans have been playing much better too uh, recently, so if he can come back and have an impact immediately, there's no reason why they can't compete because they're only four games back of the Grizzlies, and apart from the San Antonio Spurs, the teams ahead of them are the Wolves, the Suns, and the Blazers, all teams that have had struggles throughout this season at some point. So if the Pelicans, I think, more than just Zion, can keep themselves healthy, keep Ingram on the court, keep Lonzo Ball on the court, it gives them a chance, at mm-hmm. least. Uh, but but it's, it's, as Trey's saying, will they? Probably not. Uh, so many things need to go right for them to do it from here. But it's just exciting to actually have Zion playing. He's going to play more than just a handful of games at the end of the season. He's Hopefully he's going to play at least 30, 35 games right. here. We're going to get a real, a real look at him because for a while there we thought... Maybe he's not going to play it all this season. They're just going to keep on delaying it. But clearly, uh, Griff wants to get him out there and get him some reps. And this is, I think, it's got to be a good thing for the Pelicans because you're going to see him out there. And we saw him in the preseason. I think he shot 72% from yeah, the court. 71.4%. Now, right. I don't expect him to quite, uh, you know, score at well, that. Griff says he's going to be better. He's going to shoot 73. <laughs> but what I did like about him when he when he played in preseason, he looked ready to go. He looked like he was an NBA player already. So yeah. hopefully, um, you know, the transition from him not playing to playing is is short and he can go out there and, um, you know, make, make, a, make a big name for himself because it'd be great to see. This is a great time. It's fun to, uh, to be excited for... Uh, a January 22nd game against the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, and I think he'll come out of the gates strong because they've waited this long. I think they've waited the, the proper amount of time. They weren't going to rush him in. And, you know, David Griffin, um, an eloquent man, 
You saw on NBA TV last season. I don't. I don't think he just throws words out there. I think he chooses his words wisely. Yes. And he said, "Quote: I really believe very strongly he is a radically improved physical version of himself." Uh, to Jim Eichenhofer, I uh, when he when I hear those words, I. I don't believe it. I mean, he's a radically improved version of a physical version of himself. I don't know. I guess they changed the, the, the man in four months. But, Let's see that uh, run. I can't wait. I can't wait to watch. Like, how? what changed? Um, but anyways, let's, it, uh, let's, let's watch and see. I, th- I think he'll be great. No doubt. As for making the playoffs, I mean, really, it's how many, how many wins is it going to take in the West this year? Is a sub-500 team going to get the eight spot? Um, are you going to have to be 41 and 41 or a little bit better? Because... You know the, the Pelicans are exactly at the halfway mark of their season, 15 and 26, and a big part of that was that crazy losing streak, right? Then they lose 13, 13 straight. Yeah, Man, damn. You give your, you know, let's say they take three of those, and then the record doesn't look all that bad. It's a lot closer to like the Grizzlies, but they're 15 and 26, so they got to go. I don't know. I think they got to go like 26 and 15. They basically have to flip that to me. They got to be sort of a 41 and 41 team. You think a fi- I think an under 500 team's making the playoffs I, I, in both conferences. If, when I when you say under 500 maybe 40, you can talk me into it. It's not going to be in the 30s in my opinion. I still think I still don't Grizzlies one are of those on teams. pace for what? Grizzlies are on pace for 38 right now in the yeah. 8th seed. Yeah, but I mean still. Obviously sure. a half season to be played. I I think it's going to take 40 wins. So, look, could the Pelicans do it maybe? You said they're um, you know, Lee, if everybody is healthy, if Drew is there, if Favors is there, if Ingram continues to ball out, if Ball is healthy and he's been great over this little stretch, put Zion in there. Yeah, you get yeah. you can very easily get excited and could see them uh, uh, pulling out some victories. But uh, I don't think they will. My gut says, like you were saying, Trey, like yeah, could they? Yeah, yeah, sure. But I just don't think they will. But it won't even that truly won't matter. It'll be hopefully he looks great. You see the flashes of dominance, and then it's like all right, you know, twenty. 2021, here we go. This will be the year then we now make it in. Now, J.J. Reddick's uh, playoff streak is on the line here, too. Will Zion <laughs> yeah, come back right. and save that? That would be uh, pretty amazing. Uh, or will they move him? But it's exciting that you're right. He's coming back, and we know it. I wish, like, I'm with uh, Ghostface Ziller. I wish they bumped it up a day. I really do wish this was on MLK Day, and they were playing John Morant and the Grizzlies. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's one day. Like, come on, Griff. Have him come back the 21st, not the 22nd. I'm surprised that he didn't almost delay it after the Spurs game, because it's the Spurs, you know? like They're really bad at defense, though. Well, so I guess maybe that's so, why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, the other thing is, I think the Pelicans have a national televised game this weekend, because we start getting those ABC games. Mm, I think it's right, Clippers-Pelicans. Yeah. Right. So it is... You know, I mean, look, it seems a little calculated, right? We could all agree that they decide not to go with a, a nationally mm-hmm. televised game, be it on the Saturday versus the Clips, or even on the Monday with that MLK, like a lot more eyes maybe on the NBA that day with all the games. But going, going on the Wednesday, but we'll, we'll take it regardless. All right, next one. Pistons rookie Sekou Dumbuya scored a season-high 24 points as Detroit snapped a three-game losing streak with the 116-103 win over the Celtics on Wednesday. The Pistons shot an insane 60.3% from the field. Dumbuya has reached double figures in seven of his last eight games. The Detroit dudes are very excited. They're loving it. Very excited about this 19-year-old's potential. So true or false, Sekou, he could be the steal of the 2019 draft. True or false? Going 15th overall. Who's going to say yes? <laughs> sure. Sure, why not? How deep do you have to be to be a steal? <laughs> yeah. I That's a great question. I think you need to be out of the lottery. Well, okay, which so he just technically is. <laughs> yeah, I know. You're right. It's uh, You could easily be a, t- um, you know, 
select a tenth and be, go on to be a Hall of Fame player, right. and then you are a steal because nine teams pass you up. But uh, yeah, I, in my gut, I say out yeah. of the, the lottery draft. Uh, listen, I think he's taken a, advantage of an opportunity there in Detroit. Um, yeah, everybody being injured. Basically, Coach uh, Casey had no one else. He had to give him a chance, and Dumboya's out there, and he's, he's doing all he can do. You know, what's interesting is actually Casey's given him some tough defensive assignments yep. to go out there and go up against guys like Kawhi Leonard, and he's defended him well enough. But then on the other end of the floor, he's just he basically just running to the rim, throwing the ball, and he's going to try to score high, uh, high percentage looks. And Casey said he's earning these minutes because he's working hard and he's contributing. Um, but, uh, but again, it helps when several of your players yeah. are out injured. But, he but looks- he's shooting like over 40% yeah. from three. I know you like run into the rim a lot, you're right, and get some easy oops and stuff like that and clean it up on the boards, but he's hitting the three with pretty good consistency over here since he became a starter. Yep. Uh, so so good for him. I mean, he, he looks he looks pretty comfortable. I think as well, people, because he's from France, he's 19 years of age, not a lot of people know about him. So oh. that helps as well. There's no, no real scouting report on him, and, um, and he's just making the most of his opportunity. So, yeah, I mean... He's got a smooth-looking three-point shot yeah. for a bigger guy. Um, he's like six foot nine, right? He's got he looks got tall. some size yeah. to him too. Looks like he's got some girth to him. I I mean, we hopped in the car after pickup all last night. Dumbuya had a great game. We're like, maybe this guy's good. Maybe the Detroit dudes should rebrand as the Dumbuya dudes <laughs> yeah. because he is the biggest spark that the Pistons have had this season. And it's good to see a spark for from anybody on the Pistons, somebody that you can see that you can forecast being there for at least a little bit of time. Maybe somebody that can be a part of their next sort of winning stage of the franchise. Is he the steal of the draft? I don't know. He was number 15 pick. What about Brandon Clark? Right. He was number 21 pick, and he's been better so what far. What about so. uh, Daniel Gafford? Oh. oh. Tybal <laughs> Gafford. Uh, Pascal was second rounder. He's played well. I mean, is that just because of his situation with the Warriors, or is he a real player? Yeah. I think he's on the short list, though, Dumbuya. And you're, and no doubt, Detroit, more than any, any team in the league, needed something to yeah, maybe sure. get excited about for the future, and at least you've got a 19-year-old kid doing what he's doing. You seemed impressed Tass last night. I saw you tweeting about him, right? You excited? It's a, a crazy world that the Detroit Pistons have two guys who have been all-stars, and Andre Drummond and Blake Griffin in their front court. And they've got a Derrick Rose renaissance. Yep. And he had a great game, too. The only real beacon of hope is Sekou Dumbuya. And he is, though. Uh, he's come out of nowhere. They, they, you know, they brought him along slowly, playing in the G League. Mm-hmm. And so that's a, a great move by them. And it seems like it's paying off. It seems like more and more guys are working in the minor league of the NBA and coming through and, and playing ball because everybody's using this uh, that league a little bit better. And... It's just wild to see a man who yesterday was 19 years old and 23 days. He barely just turned 19 years old and uh, putting up those numbers. Yeah, there's, you know, we all love our stats, and I thought it was a cool one. You know, he had, he had a great game. The second youngest player to score 24 points on 75% shooting in a game. Huh. Kobe being the only one who was younger. Kobe was all right in those early days, too. <laughs> uh, everybody kind of skips over the early Kobe years, but... Somebody tweeted back at me when, when I tweeted that stat. Well, Kobe and Seku both drafted a little bit too low. Yeah. Ain't that true? <laughs> Seku's the new Kobe. Yeah, wow, you heard it here first. I uh, I saw the Athletics' James Edwards uh, had an article on Seku. The Detroit dudes will be excited about this. His shot underwent, Seku's shot underwent a lot of construction with their player development coach, DJ Baker, this summer. He had that shooting motion where he used to swing over to the left side that his arm did over sort of his face while he was releasing and 
that he's gotten rid of that habit and Baker did the exact same sort of reconstruction with Siakam's shot when he was up with Toronto. Hmm. That's good. I mean, and, and the shot looks nice. Again, he gets a hell of an arc on his three-point yeah. shot. I think scrapes the ceiling. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, he sort of cleaned that up a little bit, got a little more straighter there, not covering his face. And I guess he did the same thing with Siakam. But he looks like a – yeah, he's a steal for sure. Um, I hope to God for Pistons fans out there that he is like uh, maybe a star in the making because they need, they need something to get excited about uh, moving into the future here. And this is a team that sh- – look, they – in theory, they're going to be busy at the trade deadline, right? They're still, you would assume they're going to be trying to move Andre Drummond and get something in return for, for him before, you know, he probably signs a deal somewhere. Derek Rose, you, uh, it feels like there's like 10 or 11 teams that could talk themselves into be like, yeah, we, we could use Rose playing like this coming off the bench or, in a, you know, somebody gets injured in a starting spot role as we make our playoff push. So probably moves to be made, but I don't think Sekou will be uh, in one of them. He won't be being moved by the Pistons because maybe they got something special there. And I'm happy that it's Dumbuya and not Dumbuya as the NBA pronunciation guide is telling us. Dumbuya is a little easier to say. Dumbuya. Instead of Dumbuya. Instead of a little Kumbuya. Sounds like you're Kombucha. saying it. <laughs> oh, yeah, he should get a deal yeah, there. Yeah, Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah no doubt. The All right. Dumbuya Kombucha. Yeah, that's good. Um, final one here, guys. Zach Levine, he wants to play in the All-Star game next month, and he's making quite the case here lately. Levine had 30 points, 7 boards, 7 assists as the banged-up Bulls beat the Wizards 115-106. After the game, Bulls coach Jim Boylan said, push-ups. No, he said, I've been blessed (laughs) to coach a lot of All-Stars, and I think he should be in the game. Obviously talking about Zach Levine. So true or false? Here's how I'm throwing this one at you guys. True or false? Zach Levine is just as deserving of an All-Star spot as Trey Young and Bradley Beal are in the Eastern Conference. Come on. True. Sure. Yeah. Sure. I mean, what's separating them, really? Tell for, me about it. I mean, Talk to me. You look at uh, Trey Young, I think, has a, a built-in excuse for his team being bad. They're a young team. John Collins was out injured. He's putting up great numbers, but they stink. Bradley Beal and the Wizards got off to a bad start. Obviously, no John Wall. We knew that coming into the season. Beal's putting up good numbers on a bad team. Zach Levine, I feel that the Bulls, people just go, well, the Bulls are just rubbish. <laughs> you know, I don't feel that they have an excuse like those other two teams have. But Levine is putting up. Right, even though the Bulls are better than both of those exactly. teams. Exactly. Levine's you know, played more games. He's putting up, you know, similar numbers. I mean, Trey Young obviously uh, is scoring more yeah. points than him. And but, passing more. I think that's the difference. Yeah. Trey Young's assisting guys. Zach Levine's. It's not. Uh, okay, he's a great go, scorer. Compare but, him to but, Beal, I think, is a, a more comparable. You know, Why is that? Up. Well, like you said, first off, Trey Young is likely going to start the game anyway, so that's not going to be in the coach's hands. Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. That's not a not a done given. deal. Not a done deal. But I'm I'm going to keep saying it until it happens because I think it will. But okay, so but Abila and Levine to me is very very similar. You know, obviously known for their scoring. Um, Zach Levine's been a little bit more even efficient. He's shooting the three ball incredible this year, and like they're both bad on defense. Yep. I, I mean. So the difference is that people thought the Bulls were going to be good this year. Yeah. They thought they were going to be a playoff team, and they are going to be a playoff team. But right now, they're still four games out. Whereas the Wizards and the Hawks, people thought they were going to be amongst the worst teams in the league. So even though John Collins was out suspended and the Hawks are one of the two worst teams in the league, it's fine because Trey Young's doing it all on, on his own. Bradley Beal, sort of the same thing, uh, except for he was the one who missed a bunch of time. But with bringing in Sadoransky, bringing in Thad Young, Jim Boylan locking down that contract, everybody thought, this team should be a playoff team. Guilty. They have fallen short of expectations, but it really hasn't been, at least offensively, Zach Levine. He's carrying just as big of a load as Beal and Young is. 
and he's just as bad on defense as those guys yeah. are. Yeah. I mean, it, like, if you compare um, Zach Levine this year to Kemba Walker last year, who's making the All-Star game in Charlotte, and again, it's in Chicago, maybe that helps Zach Levine's chances. And he also did the whole thing, you know, you get me there, I might go in the dunk contest. <laughs> Smart move by him. But Kemba's Hornets, you know, they were a sub-500 team last year, or at, you know, before being selected. Um, and he was averaging 25, 4, and 6 before the All-Star game. Shooting 43% from the floor, 36% from three, had a 31.2 usage rate. I mean, Kemba was the Hornets offensively. Yeah. Zach Levine is averaging basically the same, and he's doing it more efficiently. Efficiently, 25, 5, and 4, 44 from the floor, 40 from three, and an identical usage percentage. Yeah. So I mean, it's to be. I know. I know it's year to year. So you're. It's like well, there's different guys now, but I think if Beal's name is being thrown in there. And, and to some extent, even Trey Young, although, again, I do think he'll start, I, Zach Levine has to be included in that bunch. I don't see why he isn't. Yeah, it, it's hard to – you're sort of splitting hairs a little bit over them. It's, it's almost down to which guy do you think is perhaps better for his team or has been better for his team this season? Has has Levine been better than Beal's been for the Wizards? Or has Beal been better for the Wizards than Levine? Yeah. It's – I mean, you know, six of one, half dozen of the other, to be honest. I don't. Neither of them have really stood out, but they've also been – Veterans who you know on on teams where there's not a lot of scoring, they're the ones who get uh, the opportunity. So, yeah. but uh, yeah, it's not it's not a great race <laughs> to be in for the <laughs> really because you know if one of them gets in, you go okay, yeah, sure. No one no one's exactly uh, running away with that prize. No, no, you're right. But will a coach? Yeah, and will the coaches select a Levine or a Beal over you know a Simmons or a Brogdon? Guys on better teams. Yeah. Um, maybe obviously not with the scoring output or, or like a Jalen Brown even or the Lowry that comes up it's like guys on better teams that maybe impact winning more or they have but don't have the numbers of a Beal or a Levine that's why it probably comes down to Beal and Levine like you're saying yeah. Young is going to be starting it's going to be one of the two I would imagine Beal and Levine Beal has the pedigree he's already been there but maybe Zach Levine saying I'll be in the dunk contest yeah. if you let me play in this game <laughs> perhaps that helps because I do think coaches probably value the winners more. Uh, so like a Malcolm Brogdon, Kyle Lowry, Ben Simmons probably are ahead of Beal and Levine in the pecking order. Yeah, I think that is uh, true. All right, let's take a quick break here. Lots more still to come. But this one presented by DraftKings. Can you believe it's conference championship week? Mahomes versus the Red Hot Titans. Jimmy G versus A.A. Ron. Time's up for two of the teams playing this weekend, but you still have time to feed your fantasy fix with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy football. Draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Every run, throw, and catch mean more with the DraftKings lineup on the line. It's simple. Just draft your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Nothing adds to the sweat of watching the game, quite like having a free shot at over $750,000 with your first deposit. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing users can get a deposit bonus up to 500 bucks. That's some extra cash to play with throughout the playoffs. So download the DraftKings app now and use code RUN. For a limited time, both new and existing users can get a deposit bonus up to 500 bucks on your next deposit. New users, be sure to enter code RUN during sign-up, and you'll also get a free shot at over 750 grand with your first deposit. That's code RUN, and you can get a deposit bonus up to $500 only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Deposit bonus requires a 25 times playthrough. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. 
Guys, the big three announced major changes for the upcoming season of Three on Three Hoops. I don't know if anyone here even watches the big three or follows it at all. You got a favorite team, Lee, in the big three? The uh, Killer Bees. Are they the Killer Bees? Well, the Killer Threes. Killer Threes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> killer <laughs> Bees was a great uh, tag team back that's, in the uh, WWF yeah, days. Yeah, that's right. The Killer Bees, uh, yeah. I would almost uh, guarantee you Tass has those uh, those action figures. Mm. <laughs> did, you, did you have B. those Be Brian two? Blair. Be <laughs> Brian... No. You know, I, was, I, I was a British bulldog, uh, man. I, I definitely had the Killer Bees. What were those? I don't even know what you call them. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. Like the hard plastic. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Just I had to go action figures. Action figures? Yeah. I, guess. I guess. They yeah. didn't bend or anything, but no, they were great. You couldn't stick your thumb in their butts like those other ones. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> their backs. Yes, the I guess they're back. The Killer Threes <laughs> was a team. Maybe is still as a team. Um, but you guys saw. What's your... What's your favorite rule change? There was a lot that they announced. Uh, the main one being it's not even called Big 3 anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like it's called Fireball 3 now because it got a red ball. <laughs> well, lowering the age uh, yeah. to 22, I think, and Ice Cube saying, <laughs> it's funny, Ice Cube <laughs> saying uh, he doesn't want it to be a retirement league. He doesn't want that yeah. stigma. He wants, you know, if you feel that maybe you're on the periphery of perhaps getting in the league and you uh, maybe are not on a G League roster, come to the big three. Mm-hmm. See what you can do. Yeah. Maybe that uh, paves the way for you because I can see at some point that happening. You know, hey, this guy started the big three, went to the G League and, you know, then he found himself on a roster. So I think that's what he's trying to do, Ice Cube. But it's still alive, so good on him. You know, this is a fourth season uh, that they've had the uh, big three. I, I'm sort of a bit surprised it's lasted this long. Um, but great. Good for you. Good for you, Cube. Good for you, Cube. And uh, like Lee's saying, with the addition of or the lowering of the age limit, I suppose, um, we saw Joe Johnson get a contract after having a good uh, big three season. He didn't actually make the team, (laughs) but that's because he was old as well. Maybe if you're like, I don't know, a 24-year-old guy who hasn't caught on anywhere you go, dominate the big three, look great, then you could get a call-up, I would think. I don't know. Yeah, that's the interesting part to me, though. Isn't a part of the charm of the big three is that they are these older, you know, NBA players that you remember and that sure. you know you have some attachment to, and I just wonder if it's different than suddenly there's a 22 year old guy that you don't know anything about but can ball out and maybe dominate even some of these guys. I don't know. I, again, like I'm not a, I haven't been following the big three closely, so maybe there are people out there like, yeah, that's more exciting because it's better basketball. But and surely there know. are. Well, there's got to be college fans too who will be like, yeah. that guy's not an NBA player, but yeah. he could go be good in the big three. Also, supposedly like a J Cole could join. It doesn't just have to be yeah. former oh, yeah. basketball players. Well, Lee, it can be anyone who's over 20. Lee, you should go for a tryout. No, he specifically said he doesn't want it to be a retirement. Oh, no, man. <laughs> I don't think there's much There's a four-point shot, man. Your money from downtown. <laughs> yeah. I like, uh, I like this addition that they've added to this year. Once per half, a team can challenge a foul call with the bring the fire rule. <laughs> this is awesome. Which will result in an in-game one-on-one possession with the victor winning the call. Okay. Nice. Let's see how this goes in the big three, in the fireball three, and then uh, we might have to like just get rid of the dumb coaches challenge in the NBA and go to this, because this is way more exciting in theory. Uh, playing one-on-one to see, like we do, you know, sometimes do and pick it's like, up. Exactly like, like that and know, pick up. Foul. No foul. Yeah, foul. All, All right, right, shoot for it. Yeah. yeah, or something. Or play one-on-one. So, uh yeah, that, that one to me is uh, very exciting. Maybe it will change the way we play pickup ball. Because like you guys are saying, yeah. now if there's a disputed call, you're not playing one-on-one. It's shoot for shoot it. For but it. these are professional athletes. If you shoot for it, 
more than likely the offense is going to be keeping the ball because they're going to make a wide open yeah. jumper. But if we see this catch on in the big three, the fireball three, <laughs> maybe when you're playing pickup ball, there's a little disagreement underneath. That was a foul. No, that wasn't a foul. That was off you. No, that was off you. Bring the fire. You got to play a one-on-one -on -one game right there. I'm just not sure how I feel about this fireball three. Like, I mean, I don't, I'm a little confused. Like, you got something. Like, are they actually renaming it fireball three? Or is that just like a part of this year? I, I that's hard to say. Or is it just I the don't ball? Know. I mean, I don't. I'm so confused about that. No, it looks like it's uh, being called Fireball Three now. <laughs> I mean, you had a pretty good name or branding going on there at Big Three. But anyway, fire the ball looks cool too. Yeah, I think Ice Cube <laughs> also saw that the the basketball tournament was on ESPN last year during the summer with younger players, and also realized that hey, our ceiling is it's kind of limited with being a retirement league and that's definitely yeah. what people looked at it as um, and they they should i mean it was decent decent basketball but you probably want guys in your 20s if you're going to raise the, the the ceiling of the league rather than all guys in their late 30s or 40s or you know with gray beards on them so <laughs> katino mobley's beard looked great <laughs> uh, but i think it could still be out there playing uh with some 20 year olds and that that'll be an, an interesting dynamic anyway so i think the ceiling is raised just just because I, I think like like the TBT was out there the the uh, like Trey throwing out a TBT this today on Thursday morning no the actual TBT tournament that was on ESPN the basketball tournament uh, you know people tuned in that was decent basketball and um, big threes I think trying to trying to raise the game I don't I hope Jay Cole and friends don't play in it uh, yeah because that's just yeah. that would that would kill the rep a little bit even though Jay Cole's a baller just stay for uh, you know watch him on Friday night in the celebrity game. At All Star Weekend, there are some cool like innovations and rules and like policies going on in the Big Three. Um, you got the single foul shots, yeah. which is pretty neat. They got the thing if you're fouled on a three point shot, you actually take a three point, you know, shot at the, at, yeah. at the top. Um, and, and if you get fouled on the four point shot, which they do have, then you're you take that one from the center, like way out. Um, so there's sort of some cool things there. They got 14 second shot clocks. So they're trying to speed up the game. I don't like free throws in a in a game like no, this. No, don't get free. rid of them. Get rid of them. So, I mean, I but in know. theory, then you could just foul every yeah, single yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. you got to have something. Yeah. Uh, but but in all seriousness, too, like, they they encourage players, you know, CBD for recovery and stuff like that and have pretty good, like, league mental health policies. So they're doing some good things. I mean, I'm not watching it every single week there in the summer, but when I see it on, I stop and, like, I'm entertained enough. I've never gone to a game. I wonder what that would be like. Well, it moves around quite a bit, doesn't it? Yeah. I think across the country. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. they're like, aren't they um, – they're playing sort of all of the games over one weekend, yes. right, or one day in that same location, which is also sort of cool. But let's hear from you Big Three fans out there. <laughs> I guess my very quick research here shows that it is still the Big Three, but they now have the Fireball, which is... The Big Three is who we are. Fireball <laughs> Three is what we play. Okay. That's what they say. Okay. I thought it was called Three on Three, but apparently it's got a new name. Yeah. They also brought in a team called the Bivouac which apparently is a name for ants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. They've got a great th thesaurus there at the big three. Sounds uh, like a vacuum. <laughs> Bit of whack. Mm -hmm. um, and we got three on three going into the Olympics, right? Into yeah. the Tokyo Olympics. So that'll be uh, yeah, why not? something to watch. The Olympics needs a bit of a uh, bit of a spice to 
I think people are getting a bit bored with the Olympics. So they got to have these gimmicky things in it, you know? <laughs> bored with the Olympics? I think they are. <laughs> just what? the whole thing in general. The most, the most so, viewed sporting event in the nah, world. It's I not like, like that anymore. I like the idea of someone being bored now with the Olympics, but hey, we added three on three, and they're like, hmm, well, I you know, tune in. you got beach volleyball. You may as well have beach cricket at the Olympics now. Yeah. You may as well just try everything. What is it, Christmas Day? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's mm. a summer sport. you got the beach there ready for the, uh, for the uh, volleyball. Just get the bat and the stumps out and start playing. <laughs> the bat and the stumps. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a tweet this week. Uh, somebody was ranked like the number one three-on-three player in the world by FIBA. And I was like, isn't LeBron James or James Harden the number one three-on-three player in the world? He might not be playing three-on-three, but I guarantee you this guy is better than Bill Bivouac. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he's not. I mean, yes, yes, in theory. <laughs> right? But he's never played, so That's he true. technically doesn't count. Does he know the rules? Like, could the best team, I don't know, is it the Ghost Ballers, so, or could the best team in the big three go and medal in the Olympics? Ooh, that's, see, what that's, what, that's what LeBron should do. I if don't think they could, to be If honest. LeBron's going to Tokyo, why doesn't he just go in the big three, get a couple of his teammates? They could win two gold medals while they're out there. <laughs> you know? <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah. They're just qualifying, though, Lee. They're just qualifying. Uh, yeah. If you're one of the IOC, just take a little well, why em- stop? Envelope. Why stop there? LeBron is such an athlete. Guys like Westbrook are such an athlete. Yeah. Just go in everything. If LeBron went in every single 2020 Olympic event, yeah. the Summer Olympic event, how many could he medal in? <laughs> well, he wouldn't, he wouldn't in the swimming or the running. He, he wouldn't be fast enough. No, I'm going to say <laughs> he wouldn't medal in any of them except the basketball ones. Yeah, I'm just trying as to great as, the, a, as about, great as athlete. What about the hurdles? You say running. Not a chance. He would get smoked. He'd be dead last. <laughs> dead last. Yeah, okay. Let's have a look. Badminton? Uh, no. Crew? <laughs> rowing? Oh, uh, oh, put him on too a heavy. Okay. Too heavy. Too heavy. Oh, yeah. But you're yeah. rowing back, though. Could yeah? you slip him into oh. a team event? Yeah, that's probably your yeah, best maybe a, maybe a shot, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah. yeah, discus it, maybe. Yeah, get him in the decathlon. See what happens. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wow, well, fencing. I don't think so. How about Hammer. fencing? Long reach. Mm. Yeah, but there's all the uh, tactics with that. You got to well, be evasive, and you know he's he's a big, he's a big, <laughs> big target. target. A lot yeah. of surface area. Yeah, yeah. Hammer throw. <laughs> Judo. Mm. I mean, the guy's come. He could just pin them down, couldn't he? Again, I think the uh, the person that has been literally trained their entire life in that sport are going to have a better chance yeah. than uh, LeBron just picking it up on the day of and giving it a go. <laughs> what would be the funniest? I don't know, man. LeBron playing handball day one. I bet LeBron is going to okay. be one of the five yeah. best players okay, on the court. Okay, now, now handball I can be talked into. That's a good one. <laughs> Pentathlon? <laughs> That's Let's not a sport. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's one of the hardest ones to get tickets to, man, the pentathlon. Yeah. Why? It just is. It's just it was so popular. In Athens, I couldn't get tickets for love nor money for it. It's crazy. For, for but, love nor money. But, yeah. but you're not getting a ticket just for the pentathlon. You're get, aren't you getting a track and field ticket? No, yeah. pentathlon is the Which one is that one? The horses. Isn't it? It is? It is. Oh. I, I mean, uh, no, that sounds... <laughs> pentathlon sounds like... A, I, I mean, I don't think pentathlon... Exists. I thought that was the woman's version of oh, the equestrian. 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 Uh, <laughs> yeah. Pentathlon is five events. Dude, I'm, yeah, 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 but, uh, I'm the one that hates horses here, man. Not you. Yeah. You don't even know the name of the horse. <laughs> Pentathlon. Pede. That's the Greek word for five. Is that an event or no? That's not even an event. I think it's still an event. Oh. The fencing. Wow, we know a lot about this. Fencing, five pistol events. shooting, 200 meter swim. Jumping on horseback, yeah, and a three K oh, cross country oh, so that's run. The wow, cra- what a weird. That's the crazy. Uh, that still yeah. exists. I mean, yeah. decathlon definitely exists, but modern Olympics. Let's see. Nobody cares. 
do the do the women out. do ten events too? Then in the decathlon, do they, they do is there seven? Three? Don't they? I see that. That's what I'm confused. Heptathlon is it? Hep- oh, yeah. that's it. That's what I'm yeah. confused. With. Nice. I'd like to see a horse in all of those events, though. The horse athlon. <laughs> Put a horse, <laughs> shoot. Oh, well, come on. You said, oh, well, sure. name, name them. You said, swim. Okay, swim on a horse, sure. Horses? Yeah, sure. Swim on a horse. Oh, horse yeah, they swim? move yeah. pretty quick. Yeah, the exactly. Yeah. Uh, shoot a pistol off a horse on the move. Wait, as drive an, by a horse. A horse on another horse? <laughs> oh, Part no, no, of no. it is horse <laughs> jumping. I didn't mean the horse themselves was <laughs> okay. actually the uh, the athlete. <laughs> okay. I meant the athlete was on the horse, but in all of those events. <laughs> that makes more but sense. But I can see what you're, you're like. I you're thinking, thinking yeah, this Bo- is great. Bo-Jack. You want to see a horse try and shoot a gun? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I a horse. Sense. I'd have to do it with his mouth. Like, how would it? Yeah, you no can't other put your way. finger through the trigger, your hooves. Pentathlon still exists. Crazy. <laughs> all right. Tweet of the night. Mm. Tweet of the night. Wow. Twitter. Tweet of the night comes from ESPN NBA. It's a picture with a quote on it. The caption says, J.J. Redick is concerned that some players in today's game don't have their priorities in order. The quote comes from J.J. Redick from his podcast. He says, I really believe this. There are more guys concerned with getting a pregame fit on Instagram than they are worrying about the win and loss of a basketball game. Now, obviously, people started having fun with this take from J.J. Redick. Amongst those having fun, Tom Ziller at Team Ziller on Twitter, who said he said this on a podcast he hosts during the basketball season. Oh, look at his Instagram. He posted this photo to Instagram with Hassan Minaj and Malcolm Gladwell hours before that quote. Ziller continues, proposed, when you get a full sleeve tattoo, you renounce the right to criticize others for caring about how they look when in public. Ain't nothing wrong with getting a fit off on Instagram, JJ Reddick. <laughs> I see your Instagram. Of the six pictures up at top, three of them are fit pics. Doesn't add up. It's not wrong. When did he rejoin in the Instagram? I thought he... Um I thought he stopped all his social media, but I guess he's back in town. Yeah, September 13th, 2019 is his mm. first post. Right. What do you think about uh, Reddick saying that and then get it, getting it turned around on him? There, well, um, didn't he get the sleeve tattoo because of the uh, Adam Levine comparisons? I he have, wanted I, to look more I, like Adam Levine? Yeah, that's an interesting... <laughs> I have no idea. Interesting take. take. I'm, just saying, I'm just saying, I have... I, I think he wants to emulate Adam Levine? <laughs> you think he got it? Well, I mean, maybe maybe so people make the... Uh, November. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he no. walked into a tattoo shop and was like, give me the Levine. He loves Adam Levine, yeah. He's, he's tweeted. He tweeted on uh, 5th of November 2012, I'm a big fan of Adam Levine's left arm sleeve. <laughs> also, okay. why am I watching The Voice? And he, and he, I mean, he looks like him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm just trying to see what's out there. I think, I think it's partly because of that. They do look <laughs> remarkably similar. They do. They do. See, Adam Levine could turn up to the big three and people go, oh, JJ's here. <laughs> <laughs> Pick up results presented by Cash App. This segment is brought to you by Cash App, the number one finance app in the App Store. Cash App is the easiest way to send money to your friends, like paying up when you lose a bet that Victoria F. would make it to week two of The Bachelor. Thought she was a goner for sure. 
but Cash App does way more than that. Cash App also comes with a cash card, a free debit card that comes with boosts, which are like instant rewards for shopping at the places you already love. We are also excited to be working with Cash App to support one of our favorite organizations, the ACLU. When you sign up for Cash App and use the promo code NODUNKS, one word, not only will you receive $10, but Cash App will also donate $10 to the ACLU, who are currently fighting for pregnant workers who still lack critical protections in the workplace. We love that. So support the ACLU, get Cash App, and while you're at it, give up your seat on the bus, man. <laughs> Don't forget, promo code NODUNKS, one word, when you download Cash App from the App Store or Google Play Store today. Wednesday night, pick them game. It was Portland in Houston. Rockets were favored big. They were favored by eight and a half. They lost. And so did Tass, Trey, and Lee, who took the Rockets to cover. I swerved on them. Mellow revenge game. James Harden couldn't hit a shot. Very weird game there for the Rockets. Blazers win. Outright. Money line hit. So I got that one. Here's our records right now. Lee, 8-2. You are human, sir. Trey and I tied at 6-4. Tass, 4-6. Tonight's game. Boston at Milwaukee. A big one in the Eastern Conference. It's on TNT. Milwaukee is favored by nine and a half points. Woo, woo, wow. Boston on back-to-back. Yep. And one of Milwaukee's few losses this season came at the hands of the Boston Celtics earlier this year. This is game number two for them. Nine and a half. Yeah, that's big. And, yeah, Boston just lost, let alone played last night. To the Pistons. To the Pistons. Is that good I'm, or bad? I mean, they, like, they, they got waxed. They were definitely looking forward to this game. Yeah. But it seems to be happening a lot around the association. Teams looking forward to something else on their schedule. Mm. I'm taking the Bucks. I think they want a little revenge versus the Celts. Yeah, I'm taking the Bucks too. Yeah, they're rested. They're at home. No injury concerns. Tatum probably playing tonight. Brown probably playing tonight. But I think the Bucks have got that in them. Yeah, it's also three and four nights for the Boston Celtics. That's a lot of games, so it's going to be a four-man bucks, and I need this one bad, guys, because I'm putting some serious money on this. I just found out how much my fine is Oh no! the city of Decatur. 225.83? For rolling a sign? Call me Adele, because I'm rolling in the deep pockets. Oh, <laughs> goodness. All right, so everybody's got the bucks. That's only 10 t-shirts you have to sell. Maybe you go and hawk them out on the street. <laughs> right at that stop sign. <laughs> Come to the stop sign. The bucks have been killing it, killing teams over the last four wins. I mean, their closest, closest win was a nine-point victory over the Warriors. And then they've hammered the Kings, hammered the Blazers, and punked the Knicks. So still a big line. Celtics could bounce back. You know, I feel like Brad Stevens could have got upset with their, their performance in Detroit. So maybe they show a little fight here. What's that? Who was that? That home? was at home. Excuse yes. me. Yeah, yeah. Versus Detroit, I should say. Good yeah. catch. All right, but everybody's taking the bucks. Good luck to all of us. That's it for us today. Again, it's a back-to-back Jacks type of day. We'll have a second podcast. Looking back uh, at every team, actually, very briefly, as a part of our mid-season report, our mid-season mark. Um, so that one's going to be a lot of fun. Look for that one a little bit later this afternoon. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, folks. And remember, be kind. Embrace the day, people. You could stay.